this show is a little off the beaten track, and it may be unexpected and surprising. So, taste it and enjoy. We've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a match. Oh, boy! Here we go! Are you kidding me? Out of the gates! This is not happening! By the way, what title would you like? Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. I ain't like a pig! Oh, you are a pig. Oh. I almost forgot. That's why they call me Thumper. You're listening to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. My name is David, and thank you so much for joining us once again. And this is episode number 79, I think. Uh, big story coming up, of course, this week. Disney Plus opens up on Tuesday. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But first, I'm going to give a little uh, top of the show contact information. You can find me. Uh, magic on a dollar at gmail.com. Of course, I am a magical travel planner. I'd love to help you with your Disney World, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney, Alani, Disney Cruise vacations. You can contact me, magic on a dollar at gmail.com or go to the website, like I said, magic on a dollar.com. Thank you for downloading the show here, the Mod Pod, the Magic on a Dollar podcast. And uh, you can find us all over the interwebs and um, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts and Google Play and Spotify and iHeartRadio. Share the show. That's how the show grows. That's how the show uh, continues to grow is to share the show on Twitter and on Facebook and such. When you see it, retweet it, that kind of thing. And you know what? I appreciate that. I really do. I appreciate you guys doing that. That's that's fantastic when you do. Now, normally we'd have news here. We would have a bunch of news throwing in. Um, we would talk about the news. Of course, the big, not say the big topic, but one bit of news coming up is that the fuel rods, which we talked about last week, which are going to be charged $3 now, uh, the fuel rods, of course, are the, the charging little rods that you would buy for 30 bucks at a Disney park. You could swap them. Previously, you could swap them over and over and over for a new one uh, at no charge after you bought the initial one. Well, of course, they came out and said last week, hey, we're going to charge you $3 every time you swap. People lost their ever-loving minds. Well, Disney had re- has reversed that. Which has been really cool. I'm glad that they have done that. Uh, I would I would have paid the three bucks because it's worth it to me. But they have reversed it. And so, hey, guess what? Public outcry doesn't make a difference. Uh, so that is a little bit of news there for you. I wanted to mention that at the top of the show because within hours after last week's episode coming out, they made that decision. Well, there you go. But on the show today, my good friend Jennifer Kaufman, she is a writer. She's a podcaster. She's a blogger. Um, all around Disney uh, Disney fanatic, just like myself. And I love having her on the show. She came on, I don't know, several, several, several episodes ago. We talked all about Animal Kingdom in the Good, Bad, Magical series. And she's on today. We're going to be talking about Disney Plus coming out on Tuesday. So we're going to jump right into that. And the conversation is all about how... All about Disney Plus and all about the things we're looking forward to, some of the highlights for Disney Plus, things you can look forward to. We touch on everything from Jeff Goldblum to the Marvel shows, um, you know, Sp- Spark Shorts from Pixar, Encore with Kristen Bell, the Muppets, how Disney maybe can fix the Muppets, some ideas there. And of course, my lack in movie knowledge of Disney, having not seen a goofy movie. And that's all coming up right about now. And on the line with us, of course, the uh, the friend of the show and a Carnegie Hall stage taking uh, performer performer that she is, my friend Jennifer Kaufman. Jennifer, how are you tonight? I am doing well, except for the fact that it's snowing in Ohio. Well, otherwise, I can't complain. <laughs> well, it is north. That is the north, and of course, it is getting colder. It's actually cold outside right now in in Alabama, which is kind of nice because what, like sixty? You know, well, actually, right now I think it's sixty four. But this morning, <laughs> this morning, it was fifty four, 
And so wow. it's, only, it's only gone up 10 degrees. And tomorrow morning, I believe the cold spell comes in, like the freezing cold comes in. And I think when I wake up tomorrow, it's going to be around 41. And so it's pretty cold actually for you guys. Well, I mean, it'll, it'll get, it gets cold and hot, cold, cold and hot. Yeah. There are periods where it will go, you know, I think a couple of years ago, I think I clocked it where it didn't get above 40 for three straight weeks. And oh, then wow. that's, that, that's that was surprising. winter basically. And then all of a sudden it got hot again. And then, you know, from there on out, it was bad. Sure. Whereas <laughs> we're looking at it, didn't get above like single digits for three straight weeks, but that still surprises me. So I guess you kind of understand. Now, have you ever been to, or, to Disney World when it, when it got cold? Like what, actually in the cold, you know? <laughs> well, actually, yes. First of all, I have because I was at um, race weekends where they delayed starts or, um, or even canceled races. So I have been there when race times, because they run Disney races start at like, you know, four in the morning. You have to get there at 2.30 or 3. Right, right, right. So I've been there when it was 35 degrees there, which is miserable. Um, but I laughed at first because um, I am always cold. I, I'm a Floridian at heart, I guess. And when it's like fall and winter and it gets to be 60, 65 at night and the Floridians have their coats and gloves on, I join them. So <laughs> we were, so I've been we were at Disney when it's cold a lot. But <laughs> We were on a bus in 2009. I remember this specifically because it was February and it was cold. I had my sweatshirt on yeah. and I had my little beanie on or whatever. And there was a couple uh, sitting across from us on the bus and uh, they were freezing. And uh, they made the comment that they were from Michigan and they came down to oh, Florida wow. because they thought they thought it was going to be warm down in Florida. And they, you know, what the world's going on. We were, we left the cold to come down here and they were just, they had to buy sweatshirts and they had to buy like, like beanies and gloves because yeah. they had not yeah. run anything. Cause for whatever reason, they decided they thought it was going to be, you know, it's going to be cold or going to be well, warm. I so I don't know if it's just like expectation versus reality, but I feel like 65 there feels so different than 65 here, but I'm sure it's just mental, but <laughs> yeah, well, but in addition to looking forward to the cold, we also have something else coming up next week, the 12th of November. Of course, Disney Plus finally Yay! launches for the first time. It's really, really exciting. Um, we, I think everybody's been waiting for that. I've seen tweets from everybody about how excited they are about all the things you know, that they're doing. And Disney is going all in on this. I mean, they are just offering so much stuff. They are. You know, on day one, so much stuff. So I thought it would be fun to have you on the line and kind of talk about, I'm assuming you already have your subscription set up. Uh, yes, we actually signed up um, with the D23 Expo and it felt like it was going to be ages until it came and now here we are just a few days out i know right well they like they announced it i think last november and uh you know they announced the the name of the service so like in february or march and then all of a sudden you know they started releasing all the the information about what's coming on disney plus and it's just going to be it's going to be insane so uh the first thing I, and i wrote down a bunch of things here but the first thing i'm looking forward to is jeff goldblum the world oh, according yes. to jeff goldblum because everybody yes. loves jeff goldblum and at the top of the show when before the entry i actually have a little jeff goldblum bit that i've started throwing on there because i think it's great and you know, he will be, uh, it's a reality series called The World According to Jeff Goldblum, and he's going to lead each episode by examining a familiar thing that we love, like tattoos or ice cream or sneakers or just whatever, mm -hmm. and he'll make connections between science and history and people, and he'll just be Jeff, he'll be very Jeff Goldblum-y, because that's what he does. And yes. so I'm, I'm really excited about Jeff. It's going to be a fun show. It's going to be, I mean, I don't know really know what to expect out of the show, other than Goldblum walking around talking about stuff, but I'll take that, because it's Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Yes, we saw um, a couple. I, I think a trailer just dropped recently too. For well, I, first did, of all, yeah. have you seen the three-hour? I have not sat down to 
well, well I haven't watched close, the three hours. I've the zipped three, through it. Disney put out this three-hour video of like, what is it, 15 or 20 seconds of yep. trailers everything. for everything that's going to – that's nuts. I can't yeah. – I've seen articles, but I have not even so much as clicked on it. But, yes, The World According to Jeff Goldblum was on my list as well. Um, the clips we've seen are – they are, I mean, if somebody's listening that doesn't know Jeff Goldblum, then we're not being helpful at all because that's all you can say is they're just Jeff Goldblum being yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. So they're funny though. I think it should be really good. Yeah, I'm excited. So uh, what's, uh, what's the first thing on your list? Well, um, I had a couple extra, especially if we're just talking about like ideas. So I'll, I will uh, pretend I didn't have that one on my list so I can say a different one. Um, I this is kind of a little one, but my kids have been watching the new DuckTales and Gravity Falls and Phineas and Ferb, and they've really gotten into a lot of those shows that, um, well, DuckTales is obviously current, but uh, on Disney Now, the current but soon-to-be former app that you could watch everything on, or most things, they've started peeling back a lot of the content that's available, probably in anticipation of Disney Plus. I guess make people realize that they miss it if they haven't signed up yet right. at Disney Plus. But, so, um, we're excited just to have those shows back on, um, which is so funny that, that that's you know, how spoiled we are, that we're like, we're so excited to have all the episodes back on when in reality was we grew up. My kids will ask, was so-and-so on DuckTales when you were younger? And I'm like, <laughs> you have to understand, I didn't watch every episode because you had to be home from school right. and done with your homework and turn it on. And if you missed it, you missed it. So I don't know if I watched all of the original DuckTales or like a quarter of it. So, um, but anyway, we're excited just to have access again. And the same with the movies. Obviously this is the whole concept of it, but access to nearly everything just, you know, at our fingertips on demand. Well, and it's, it's interesting you say that. I think access is going to be kind of a, an over, over, overarching theme of the entire, you know, entire conversation we're having here because we have access to all this stuff and even stuff that's not going to be dropping day one. I think there's a couple of Star Wars films that won't be there day one. They're going to be there within the next six months to, you know, six months to a year. So well, actually, it's insane. I was curious, but, you know, I was looking at an article that I think somebody went through when they, they dropped that everything that'll be on their trailer. You, mm -hmm. I don't know if you can call a three and a half hour movie a trailer, but um, there are several things like Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph Breaks the Internet and... Um, the live action Beauty and the Beast. This article, and I don't, I don't know how accurate it is, had like twenty or thirty movies that I would have expected to be on it, not there. So I don't know if those are just, you know, finishing up contracts or stints with where they're currently streaming, or you know, production companies having a certain amount of time to sell it. Or I, don't, I guess they are the production. Well, and I, I have to. I'm I not have sure to assume, what the reasoning is. I have to assume those are contractual things because yeah, I know yeah. that that Disney was. I don't want to say having an issue. Disney was dealing with with Turner Broadcasting TNT because they have the rights to the first three Star Wars movies. Right. You know, throughout 2023, and so mm -hmm. I know that Disney had. To, actually, I take that back. They had them in perpetuity, I believe. Um, it, from deals made long, long, long ago, because right. on any given weekend, on a you know summer day, you might see a Star Wars marathon on TNT all day, and so I think, and I know that those movies will now be on Disney Plus. So I'm guessing they have to work out all these deals with stuff. I know Netflix has a bunch of stuff. They're they're pulling stuff off Netflix, but I, from what I understand, and I know this is another article I've read, there will be things that will return to Netflix in the next year or two until that whole deal is done, like yeah, 2024 yeah. or something. Um, but, you know, I think there's enough here to, to kind of make do. Kind of make oh, do for I, I'm sure we'll find but something to fill our time. I'm, I'm glad you said Disney Afternoon because I'll make a confession to you. I I have never seen an episode of a lot of those shows because when they, when I was growing up, I was 
14, 15, 16, when those shows started hitting, um, yeah. I'm a little bit older than you. And so you, they probably hit you right in the sweet spot. Whereas Absolutely. me, I was a couple of years older and you know, I watched Transformers and I watched G.I. Joe growing up as a kid, but I didn't, I, didn't, I, I don't think I've, I think I've maybe seen one episode of DuckTales ever. I've never seen an episode of Darkwing Duck. I've never seen an episode of Chippendales Rescue Rangers or Tailspin. Oh my goodness. I'm looking forward to going back That's so and, foreign to me. and yeah, watching these shows. <laughs> and like, I, I, you know, I know the characters and I know Darkwing yeah. and I Launchpad and all whatever, but I'm looking forward to going back and actually having access to see yeah. these shows. And even if I'm just working at my desk, you know, to throw up an episode of DuckTales for 20 minutes, just to, you know, I probably could shoot the, the entire series in a month and that's yeah, just yeah. some spare time. Um, you know, when I'm sitting at the doctor's office watching an episode on my phone, uh, yeah. waiting to get to see the doctor or whatever. So I'm looking forward to the access. To, to that's all so those funny. I didn't even stuff. think about that. Cause most, I mean, you're right. We were like, I was the exact right age for that. So Disney afternoon was like my, that was my afternoons for so long. And, um, just a few years difference. You're right. Like you kind of can age out of now. Granted, we watch them now as adults. So I don't know that we actually age out, but when you're 14, you definitely think that you're past a lot right. of those things. So, um, yeah, so that's cool. I hope, I hope you enjoy them. The yeah, new I, DuckTales I'm sure that is I will. Really, the new DuckTales has a ton of like Easter eggs and stuff, mm-hmm. not just to, I think I might've mentioned this to you before, not just to the original series, but there's like, um, references to a goofy movie or to um, Ludwig, the Professor Von Drake's um, The Spectrum song, right. which is like a, I don't know exactly where that was from originally. There are all kinds of good Disney fan Easter eggs in the new one. So I think you'll like that one a lot. Good, good. good. What's next on your list? Um, okay, so I have all of the Marvel original shows that are coming kind of as a list, but I'll tell you which one I'm most intrigued by at least. But first I'm just, I'm so excited that the characters that we have loved for years that have kind of ended their run, haven't exactly all ended their run. Like that's the best news to somebody like me who like, that's the only movies I've seen in theaters and the only movies I watch more than once now. Um, And they also, these, these different, Series are going to, I think, help us, this sounds silly, but like get, get connect to and get through this transition period to the new characters, the new stories. So the one that I'm most intrigued by, because it seems so strange, um, which is a pun that it was not intended, is um, <laughs> WandaVision, mm-hmm. which is going to tie into Doctor Strange 2, which is already going to be this funky sort of um, I mean, they say horror, but not obviously horror, but whatever. These like movie that's going to be different than we're used to, but with characters we're used to and Wanda and Vision are so great. But then at Expo, they dropped this bomb that was like, oh, but it's actually going to be sort of like a hybrid between Endgame and the Mary Tyler Moore show. And we're like, wait, huh? And then right. they explained more of that and then they're like and it's going to connect to dr strange and oh but it's actually going to be very much like sort of like um my three sons i'm like i grew up watching disney afternoon and nick at night in tv land now so I'm that like, i can identify this is with so yes. weird that literally this one show is going to combine tv land with marvel cinematic universe and i don't understand it but it looks very fun i don't know i think it's going to be very cool well you know it's not understanding it is okay because I, I I have faith in Marvel. No matter what they do, I yeah. have faith in Marvel until they until they do something I don't like, and even then I'll have faith after a while because they built up so much credibility with me, um, you know, for themselves with with all they're doing. And I'm looking forward to WandaVision because you know Liz Olson is one of my favorite actresses, and I like Paul Bettany quite a, quite a bit as well. Yeah, and all the things you said, all the combinations of all the stuff you said is is true because. Um, it's going to be an odd show, and I don't know what it's going to be all about. But I am <laughs> looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to. 
and this is actually on my list, some of the Marvel shows was, you know, uh, the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because I yeah. love both of those characters. Um, I, I also would say Hawkeye, uh, because yes. I've been a Jimmy, Jeremy Renner fan. I know that he's got some personal problems going on off, off screen. I don't know what Disney's going to do with that. I think there is a chance they may cut him loose and say, you know what, we're going to put the show on hold or we're going to kind of not have him in the show and go straight to Kate Bishop, which is his daughter, which is mm-hmm. an end game. That's Kate Bishop. And in the comics, Kate Bishop becomes Hawkeye. So that's a great, easy transition to make. And you could easily not have Renner in the show if you really wanted to. Um, so I am looking forward. I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to handle that, what they're going to do with that. Because I know Renner has had some, some real issues off, off, uh, off camera, um, you know, in, in, in real life. And so it wouldn't surprise me to see Disney kind of take a different direction with Hawkeye, but I definitely am looking forward to WandaVision. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, Captain, uh, the Winter Soldier and uh, the Falcon. And of course we've got Loki coming up and we've got, the yes, other, there's what, there's another show coming up too. Is it, um, is it She-Hulk? I believe is coming and Moon Knight. I think uh, they're those are both coming as well. Although I don't like none of these shows. I think are on going to be on on right Tuesday. Away. I think yeah. they're going to be sometime next year. But um, it's it's amazing to me too how they intertwine all of this stuff together. I can imagine there's that meme of of Charlie Day in front of a blackboard where the, there's like all these notes and signs. Yeah. And I'm just seeing like, that's Marvel headquarters where they've got Iron Man over here and Wanda over there. And there's Captain America and there's like lines going everywhere and, and who connects to what to try to make yes. all this stuff make sense. And, you know, and I'm actually going to go ahead. I'm going to sneak ahead and do my next one because it yeah, goes please. right on here. Mm-hmm. In addition to tying together current MCU TV shows with MCU movies, with phase four of the movies, with the different genres of television shows they're doing. That wasn't enough. So now they're also doing an animated series, What If, which I think is very cool because they're exploring the rest of the combinations. All of the, um, some of them I'm sure have been in the comic book series because I remember when uh, they announced the Lady Thor, um, people were like, wait, what? some people were, surprised by that and they said you know really in the comic books like every hero has probably been black white man woman sometimes alien like it just it they they just change all the time so some of those I'm sure are storylines from comic books that some people will know but I don't and others I think are just new but I think it's really going to take that foreign to me idea of a comic book being able to do whatever it wants and making it a really cool show. Well, and it's going to be great because it's also like it's animated, which means they can do kind of whatever they want with it. And so they don't have to concentrate on getting, um, you know, getting all the, the actors back to do yeah. whatever they can actually just do anything they want in the, uh, in the actual series themselves. And there has been, I don't know, I, I, I want to say a hundred, maybe more, maybe less, whatever. What if storylines in the comics themselves? Um, and it's for the, for the listener, what it all, what it basically is, is what if, you know, what if the Fantastic Four had different superpowers? Or what if Spider-Man was not a crime fighter and he actually became a game show host? Or what if, you know, the, the uh, Gamma... Peggy took the super soldier yeah, exactly. instead of uh, Steve, you know, yeah. What if, uh, uh, let's see, the Avengers became, uh, you know, they lost to Thanos. I mean, and they became part of Thanos. I mean, th- those kinds of things, random stories that somebody's in a room, they probably are pulling, like you're right, probably pulling from the comics themselves, but probably come up with, hey, what if, you know, what if actually... Uh, what if Tom, uh, uh, what if uh, Peter Parker actually became one of Thanos's henchmen? Or what if we brought Wolverine in? And what if Wolverine became the Hulk? I mean, just random, yeah. you know, things we're not even thinking of, and just going up. Like, it should be good in like a bite-sized format too. Because for me, I I am so I'm such a fan of the series, and I've done a deep dive into all of the 
backstories and things like that that I've read this wonderful book about Thanos's life. And, um, but to actually get into a comic book series is never going to, I just don't have the mental capacity or time or whatever. Um, but this will be like little tidbits. It seems like it's, as far as I know, every episode will start and end. And I don't know that it's going to be. Yeah. Everything's self contained. But yeah. So it's just going to be fun. I think it's just going to be fun. Yeah. And, uh, so Marvel, we love Marvel. We're excited about all the Marvel stuff and I'm excited about having just about everything having access to just about everything in front of me, which is, which will be great. I'm also excited about something called spark shorts and that's yeah. Pixar, Pixar's artist projects. Basically the, the Pixar artists and, 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 you know, they have put together these series of shorts um, for new storytelling and uh, new techniques around the studio or whatever. And they're not traditional, like you're not going to see Wally or you're not going to see, you know, Woody or Buzz or anything. They're just different stories. Uh, and I've seen a couple of these and some of these, like there's one called Pearl it's not necessarily a little kid's short. I don't want to say it's an adult film. Yeah, it sounds yeah, yeah. horrible. But yeah. it's made for an older audience. It's about a little ball of yarn who's going into a work office filled with people and trying to fit into her job and not doing a very successful job at it. You know, there's one called Kit Bull with a little cat and a dog. And, just, and I've seen some of these. You can find them on YouTube. And some of these are so great. I mean, they're just so different and so cool and fun. And um, I'm, there's like six of these, I think, that are coming. I think uh, Pearl, Smash and Grab, Kit Bull, Float, Loop, and Wind. And I'm looking forward to all these. And they're probably five or six minutes. You know, we can knock all of them out in 30 minutes. And I think it'll be cool to have these just available at any time just to pull these up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the shorts, too, are really nice because with kids or even art, you know, even adults, there's some times that you have just 15 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. to do something to unwind. Um, <laughs> this next one would not be unwinding. and It'll probably be controversial. But it is similar in that it's like one of the interstitial sort of short things. But my whole family, myself included, is super excited about Forky Asks a Question, <laughs> which is literally like a five-minute thing before shows. It is – I'm sure it's actually going to get old kind of quickly, but the couple we saw, it's adorable. It's, I guess, in, in a weird way, kind of like the Jeff Goldblum show. Um, Forky wants to know about, you know, things, about life. And so it's, it, it is – if you love Forky, then you're going to love it. If you hate it, I think you absolutely will hate it. So. Right. <laughs> but I think it'll be fun. We're excited about it. Yeah, I think that's I think it's gonna be fun too. And of course, all the other Pixar shorts will be available as well, as well as a little short called Pixar IRL. And this is yes. real life versions of Pixar that characters so in the real world. And I've seen the the trailer for this, and you have like a little Wally going across the street, or there is a stroller with tentacles mm-hmm. coming out of it because it's from from Finding Nemo. There's Hank, and it's this random. Like, I don't know who decided, hey, let's make Pixar characters <laughs> real and put them in real life and take, you know, film the people that observe them. And it looks, it looks cool. It looks so different and so unique. I, I think it's going to be cool. Um, another, another reality show I'm kind of looking forward to is Encore. Yes, Kristen that Bell. was on my list as well. Uh, you know, she's uh, basically, and the description is, she takes former castmates of a high school musical, recreating their original performances with the help of Broadway's best talent uh musicals include the sound of music beauty and the beast annie and more and you go to see these people who have gone on with their lives who never mm-hmm. quite made it or for some reason didn't have a successful run and they're, they're or hated one another or, or hated one another school? whatever yeah. and they're bringing them back together to do this musical and that looks super cool it just looks fun it looks different and it looks this is going to sound so cheesy but it looks inspiring and you know in, in in a world where there's so much on tv that is negative and maybe not as inspirational whatever this looks like something you could watch yeah. And finish with a smile. When it's over, you're like, I have a smile on my face now. That made me happy. This is this is nice. So. 
maybe I have that in my list as well. I worry that it, I think it'll be a great show. And obviously the thing I'm about to say does fine for other people. I worry I'm going to hate it because I tend to you very hate quickly. I understand. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> no, I, I don't love like reality TV and that's kind of what this is going to be. Right. Like mm-hmm. I just, to me, it, gets on my nerves so quickly. Um, but this is really unique. And so it might not have the same tropes and the same editing and the same character, like stereotypes. If so I'm, I'm excited about it. I just also would not be surprised if I ended up not loving it. Right. right. I can see we'll see. That. What else is on your list? Um, well, I will stick with, this is actually two of mine, but we'll stick with the like nonfiction mm-hmm. things. Um, there is a, docu-series called On Point, and I'm a sucker as a former ballerina, I'm a sucker for any ballet stories. Um, I think that it, uh, obviously, so it just follows the a year in the life of um, ballets, like aspiring ballet students um, for like American Ballet Theater, like really, really people who are going to do something with like long-term for ballet. And um, I think that'll be really interesting. And then one I know you're excited about is the Imagineering story. Oh, I was going to mention that. Tells, yeah. I mean, it's a docu-series about Imagineering. And I don't know what else could be cooler as far as I'm concerned. I was just talking to somebody about Galaxy's Edge the other day. And he asked if I'd been. I said, yes, this is very neat. I said, but as a like casual Star Wars fan who didn't read the novels and who didn't all of the extra things, I didn't really understand a lot of the details, but I marveled at it because of the Imagineering. So I am a sucker for good theme park design and backstories, and I cannot, that might be the thing I am most excited about seeing that's new. Well, it's funny that you said, you know, as a casual Star Wars fan who doesn't read the novels or whatever, I'm a big Star Wars fan, and I don't read the novels, and I don't go into the comic book series or whatever. I I feel like you can still be a big Star Wars fan and not go – take deep dives into all the extra stuff that's out besides the movies because I just don't have time for that. Um, exactly. But I know, do feel now, like some of the details and pictures yeah. that people that, that do, they're excited about them. They are that like, I've read all of the extended novel thing. And, and mm-hmm. then when it didn't become canon, I read fan fiction. I, read, right. I mean, like those are the people that pick up on details that I'm like, okay, great. Didn't see it. Don't, actually care that much but it's very well, cool that it's there i can tell you that uh that our friend michael who is of course our co-host on the uh, the Dis- the deuce cast movie show um uh, he has read a lot of the books and he has yeah. told me quite point blank that a lot of them are not good <laughs> so he right. says you know he's like hey mm-hmm. don't worry about reading the books he said i wouldn't worry about that so i don't don't feel like you're missing a whole lot out of the books um i think that anything in the books that's important will make an appearance somewhere else that you can pick up on uh, now do you watch the, the 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 clone wars or do you watch the uh, the the resistance shows or the cartoon i don't i would like to yeah it's i would just too. Another one of those things that i just don't have time for it just hasn't yeah. made it on my list yet. And if I started watching it, maybe it would boot something else out. I don't know that that's true, especially now with, you know, Marvel TV shows and right. all of Disney plus to contend with. But um, no, I just haven't really gotten around to it. Well, it was, we were talking, I was talking to my wife last night uh, about Marvel series and we were talking about Netflix and daredevil, how we haven't seen season three. And she's like, well, should we watch season three? And I was like, well, yeah, but we haven't watched Luke Cage, Iron Fist, the defenders or Jessica right. Jones. Before we get to season three. <clears throat> and she's like, there's so much. She goes, yeah. and then you had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then you've got the cartoon stuff, and then you've got just, there's so much to watch. And I was like, I know. Yeah. So, so for me, the Star Wars Clone Wars stuff, it, it's on the list, but now it's behind all that, and it's behind the world according to Jeff Gar- Goldblum. Now it's behind yes. the Imagineering story. Now yes. it's behind, you know, it's like behind all these things to get to. And I'll, I'll get to it one of these days, and 
non-Disney related. I'm actually going into and watching every episode of Law & Order SVU. I'm on season seven now. And don't ask me why I started that. I started that this summer and just in my free time, I've been watching an hour here, hour there. And there's only 22 seasons. So I'm catching, you know, so that's, so I'll get there eventually. Um, It's basically like the delightful life, really nice long run. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's, you know, I have to well, I do a deep dive on the Delightful Life podcast every, you know, every year or so. Um, but yeah, I am excited about the Imagineering story. And that's one of those things that Disney just kind of sprung on people like uh, yeah. a month or two ago. They were like, oh, by the way, we're actually doing this too. See, here's the, watch the, watch the, the trailer. It's like, what? This, what? I mean, it's, and they kept, they keep doing this, which they are our masters at building momentum and excitement for this, for the streaming service because- well, they're just dropping everything a little bit, a little by little, and it's just, and it's so nonchalantly. Hey, we got this story imagine about stuff about Imagineers. Y'all can watch this too. Holy and crap! And I feel like that's how that that element of surprise, or I guess not really element of surprise, but the ability to cause such surprise. I was at the expo and watching them introduce a lot of their original content, and I thought, okay, like I hear people talk about huge shows that are on. Amazon or Hulu or whichever thing is the, the one going on now. But I've watched some, but there are so many more that nobody watches of the originals. So I just sort right. of assumed that the Disney originals, there'd be some gems like the Imagineering story. But I just thought that probably most of them I wouldn't care about. And I don't know if it was the excitement of the room or what, but literally everything they showed us, I was like, oh, that looks amazing. Oh, that looks so good. Oh, that actually looks really good. That's surprisingly good. Even High School Musical, the series, this series. That, that was right? on my list, too. Um, it's not on my list, but I was shocked how good that looked. When, well, here's the thing. When I heard about that, I'm like, they're making another High School Musical? Seriously? <laughs> like, and and I, we're both fans, to, to well, be clear. I, like, I, am, both- I am fans of the third one. I like the third one. You're I a like, fan, yeah. I, I like <laughs> Zac, Zac Efron. I don't care about one and two, and I never saw the fourth one, the TV movie they did or whatever. I did not know I like three. I'm a big Zac Efron fan, and I think – and you've heard me talk about this. I think Vanessa Hudgens is actually a talent gem that's been just horribly misused in Hollywood. Yes. Like I think yeah. if somebody can tap into the right role for her, she can, she can make a killing out there. Just, she's got to find the right stuff. Cause I've seen her yeah. act and she's pretty good. All that being said, um, high school musical, the musical, the series, the premise is like they're doing <laughs> a high school musical at a high school. And so the whole series is about casting that and doing that high school. It's, there's like more colons in, in that than, I know. than, a, than a colonoscopy center. I mean, it it's looks insane, so much better but, than I wanted. But yeah, it, like you're, that's exactly right. I did not want to like that. I, I watched the trailer and I'm like, I hate myself for liking this. I, I hate myself to for wanting to see the dumbest thing this. ever. Like it's because it sounded, the number of colons alone makes it yeah. seem like it has to be the dumbest show ever. But then when you see it and you hear the premise, you're like, or is it genius? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I may watch oh, that first that. episode. We'll have, to, we'll have to do a recap in a couple of months. I'm like, okay, we've had three months to watch. What do you think? Um, we'll have to do a recap on, uh, on some of this. But, and I may watch the first episode and be like, this is terrible. I've never watched right, it again. Absolutely. I would not be surprised by that either. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm also thinking too, who knows what else Disney's going to throw on there. Like they're not, they're not even telling us that, you know, they yeah. may have some sort of secret project coming up or a movie or especially a show that, you know, they've got the rights to. In. Yeah. Yeah, especially a few months in. Like, yeah. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be crazy. So yeah, we talked about the Imagineering stuff. There are a couple of movies that I'm really, really excited about. And two of them are a goofy movie yes. and, news, and Newsies. I've never we seen We own them. both of those. I've so never seen I've, either one of them. Not I've that never excited seen, necessarily, but never I'm seen so excited them. for you to see them. Well, the, it's because they've never been like, I, have, I can't find them without renting them and paying money sure. for them. And my wife and I are both in agreement of, we pay too much money for streaming services to be Not, renting any yeah, movie ever. Yeah. And so, yes. so I'm like, I don't want to drop 3.99 on a goofy movie if I can just watch it when it comes on Disney Plus. So I've been waiting. I for wonder, it. 
I wonder if a goofy movie, you're talking about the Christian Bale Newsies, right? Yes. Like the, yeah, the original old, Newsies. Yes, and so good. Movie. Yep. It's not as high quality as the musical, but it's so oh, good. Oh, sure. Um, a goofy movie, though, I wonder if that's another thing, and it would make sense, like Disney Afternoon. Like Kyle and I, we owned that movie the second we could find it on DVD because we grew up absolutely adoring it. So I wonder if that's another that you guys were just like a couple years ahead of or if it just never crossed your path. I don't know. It, well, and I don't think that's the case because in terms, when it comes to movies, I watched movies like crazy. And like I would have Aladdin, uh, we had an Aladdin like VHS release party in my college dorm room. So that didn't really yeah, affect me in terms that. of how, how old I was. For the movies n- n- themselves, this is also back in the 90s too when I didn't have access to go buy, I didn't have $25 to go buy a goofy movie in VHS. I had to be very careful about what I bought. Sure, um, yeah. And so when it finally came out. And it's just one of those things that just, it was, has never been around me to watch. So when I moved here and I you know, got my roommates and stuff in, in Birmingham and you know, after college, I got the job or whatever, it's just one of those things that I just never came across on TV or whatever. It's never been in my purview. But now that I've been doing it, you know, I'm a Disney planner and I've been doing a Disney podcast. I'm like, I should see this movie. I want to see this movie. I know that Powerline is a big character. I should yeah. be a fan of Powerline. So I'm looking forward to that. And the other movie that I'm looking forward to, and I just, I had forgotten this is on here. This is a movie I legitimately haven't seen in 30 years. The Journey of Natty Gann with John Cusack and Meredith Salinger. Now, when I was a kid, 10, 11, 12 years old, I remember loving I'm not quite sure I've ever heard movie. of that, actually. <laughs> I remember loving this movie. I don't remember much about it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see that. I know the Black Cauldron, which I've never seen. I'm gonna watch that. There's a there's a you're a big Adventures in Babysitting fan, right? Uh, no, I love Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah, yeah, and I never I mean, saw that. That's on there. I know. Oh, you're you're gonna love it. You are yeah. going to love it. I mean, <laughs> we'll uh, you know, twelve year old me was loving some 1988 Elizabeth Shoe. This was. I'm hoping that a goofy movie isn't like your Goonies, though. That now you've seen I, it, I and you're like meh. I don't think so. Uh, like Hocus Pocus was that for me. I, I oh, thought me Hocus too. Pocus was terrible. Uh, <laughs> it just it, because I was I did I did I saw it last year. I needed to see it when I was twelve or know, fifteen yes. twenty, not when I was forty. I'm not even sure um, I'd have liked it then, but I definitely didn't like yeah. it now. <laughs> but I think I like a goof troop because I like goof not goof troop um a goofy movie. I, I like goofy. I like the characters. I, it may be terrible, and I may not like it, but I think that I will. It's not terrible. It. Whether you if you don't like it, that's on you. Now, Newsies, <laughs> however, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. And I don't they either. Actually, <laughs> they do have the musical on Disney Plus, so it's coming as well. So I'll be able to watch both. I can watch both back to back. Do you know the music well? I like, don't know listen? anything about it. I know okay, what the, okay. I know the story. But I don't know anything about the movie. I don't know anything about then the song. Then if you watch the like old one first, you might be fine. I think the problem, my kids watched, like listened to the soundtrack with me of the, the Broadway musical mm-hmm. where it has Broadway singers singing Broadway songs. And then they watched the old one and like Christian Bale's fine, but he didn't sing on Broadway because he's a better actor than he is a singer. So there's a lot of like, very unpolished acting and unpolished singing and which was fine when it was the only thing that existed but if you compare it to the musical i don't know how people will feel about it but i love it we actually sorry go ahead I was going to say, I'm going into it fresh. Like, I'm going into it yeah, not yeah. knowing the music and no knowing, yeah. knowing the basic story behind it. But beyond that, I don't know a whole lot about it. So it will be – and, like, I, I, I will go onto Wikipedia and I will read the premise of movies. Even while I'm sitting in the theater, I will go on Wikipedia and read the Me premise too, of movies. Me too. That's why I won't watch Dear Zachary. You know, and read the – oh, so you know what happens to Dear Zachary, I guess. Yes, that's um, why I won't watch it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty – I was mad at the Wikipedia articles. So. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Chrissy Teigen watching that seven, eight, ten times in a row. I Ugh. can't. Ugh, no. That's that's horrible, but uh, I, I, I'm going to try not to do that with Newsies. I'm going to go into it not knowing anything about it, and just we'll see what happens. Um, we actually dressed anyway. up as Newsies for our very first um, 
Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, my mom, sister, my husband, and I, and one person, because the Broadway show hadn't even been like thought of yet as far as I know, one person all night knew who we were. <laughs> and our costumes were good, but it's just nobody knew that movie at all. So it's well, not great, but I hope you like it anyway. We'll get, we'll get you and we'll get Clay Shaver to come down and myself and you and Clay and, and uh, Dr. Earl and Michael. We'll all dress up as the Newsies characters and we'll go as Deuces and it'll be fun. So there you go. for Halloween. Yes. Yeah. So what else? You got anything else on your list there? I have, I think, three more. So um, I will say that if we're on this uh, older movies that I loved and have introduced my children to, I am like unjustifiably excited about the Mighty Ducks reboot they just announced yesterday. I saw that. that, But there's no, the Mighty Ducks movies are not currently on Disney Plus list. So that's weird, but it's okay because we just bought the first and second one. Um, The second one's terrible. We bought it anyway. But I am a huge fan of those movies and a huge hockey fan. And I don't even care how good the reboot is. I'm very excited for it. Very excited. Yeah, you're a big hockey fan. You're a. I am. Is it a Blackhawks fan or a Blue Jackets fan? Yes, Blackhawks. Blackhawks. But I like the the Jackets are from Ohio, so I watch them. I feel like the Blue Jackets are one of those teams that it's okay to like, even if you have other teams that you like better, because they're just the Blue Jackets. They're harmless. They're not. Really they feel like they're always the under I think they're always the underdog their fan base is great it's one of the, my favorite places to watch a hockey game so um it the yeah I like the Blue Jackets a lot unless they're playing the Blackhawks but no, so yeah go. Mighty Ducks reboot I am excited but I'm also excited then what that means like I can't fathom how even Amazon and Netflix and Hulu do this like how mm-hmm. much money they spend and how many people they employ but it feels like with that announcement a few days before, and it's not going to be on starting the 12th, but that announcement on top of the other thousand announcements they've given makes me feel like they're going to reboot anything and everything they feel like, which hopefully they'll follow Clay Shaver's 30, not 30 year old. What is his role? 10 years? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Hopefully they won't reboot <laughs> high school musical right. now or, you know, whatever current movie is on. Although they are, they are rebooting also Lizzie McGuire, which I somehow didn't watch. I don't know if I was a little too old or what, but that's getting a reboot, which is well- McGuire, Lizzie McGuire was big in the, like, I think the late nineties, I think. And yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, you were probably a little bit too old for that. Not like I, I've never seen an episode of that. Uh, it never crossed my, crossed my path to watch Lizzie McGuire. Cause that was so kind they of the, go overboard with the reboots, but yeah, that was the age for me that I think watching that, I would have felt a little creepy watching that. Cause I was yeah, like 25 yeah. and I'm watching a 14 year old and I'm like, oh, you know, and I, I would have just thought it was like probably cheesy. Cause I would have yeah. been, you know, high school or college. Yeah. How do you feel about the Lady and the Tramp reboot? Uh, the the remake of the the live action remake with Tessa Thompson and Justin Theroux and 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 everybody else. I have some. Uh, I definitely have some remake fatigue, like most of the world. I think um, I'm very excited about Mulan, which is not what you asked about. I think it'll be really good. I I I think I would love the Lady and the Tramp remake. I think the dogs are adorable and spot on, mm. and I'm sure they'll do it well. Um, I think I'll really like it actually, but I would have liked it better had they not done maybe four or five of them they've done recently. Just right. there's so many. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of on the re- the remake reboot fatigue. I think that there's, a, I like I want more original stories rather than just going back and finding the movies just to redo. And and I'm wondering how many. I say how many more can they do? Obviously, they can do several more. <laughs> but at some point, they're going to start hitting the bottom. Of the yeah. barrel because at some point I don't know that we want the home on the range live action reboot. <laughs> I don't know that we it want might be the, better. 
made Chicken Little reboot, you know, and right. these, I love Chicken Little. I love the movie, yeah. but I don't know that I want to see the live action Chicken Little. And, no. You know, well, and the ones that I love are Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast. And the ones mm-hmm. that they do, they develop characters more. They develop the story more. If you're going to do that, take a great movie, hit all the high notes that people are expecting don't change too, too much, but also add so much value to it, then I will love it. But if you do a shot for shot remake of The Lion King, I'm right. like, why did I just do that? <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm, and I'm wondering why we haven't heard anything about a Rapunzel live action series because Rapunzel is one of the biggest princesses out there. And I haven't heard a nary a whisper of a possible, you know, one coming. I would think it's coming eventually. Um, Maybe it's just too recent. Possibly. Well, I mean, well, Mulan's 20 years old. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And Mulan looks great for that same reason. Mulan looks like they really developed characters a lot. I am excited about Mulan because I love the fact they took Mushu out of it because now it's not necessarily a slapstick comedy action. It's more of a real, like they really are trying to get this right. For, I mean, there's for so what they much, can. Yeah, it looks cool. There's so much to dig into with the whole culture of father and daughter and sons. And I mean, the, I mean, not that they use geisha, but like that whole, all of the culture that's so different than what we have experienced and was, you know, hinted at in a 90 or 110 minute animated movie for kids. But like, I feel like they're just going to expand that a little bit. The battle scenes look really cool. So, um, but yeah, Lady and the Tramp, I'm sure it'll be great. But I, I'll probably like it better in five years than when it airs. Yeah, what's fun is, is and again, reverting back to the movie podcast that we do, we do an episode every month for the listeners. We do an episode every month called Reflections. We talk about the movies we've seen in the last month, you know, whether on streaming or older movies or in the theaters or whatever, just kind of give a quick review of each one of them. And I can imagine myself and Michael and whoever on that episode will be talking a lot about Disney movies. Oh yeah, Disney Plus, we saw this. Yeah, oh, yeah we saw all that. the ones you haven't seen. Yeah, exactly. And I probably seen. will be. I probably will be reviewing a Goofy movie and Newsies in our <laughs> December I reflections. Can't wait. You know, and so maybe we'll have to call you up and be like, "Hey, what do you think?" Um, so yeah, we, I'm. There's another movie I'm looking forward to too, called Noel. And that looks so good. Anna Kendrick and, and Bill Hader, which I'm fans of both of yes. these. I love both of them very much. And Anna Kendrick, we need you on the podcast. We're, we're trying to get you forever. And eventually you're going to answer my tweet. Uh, but it's, it's Bill Hader is Nick Kringle, heir to the slid. And, uh, and he's the first in line to take the role of Santa, which of course he feels unqualified for. But his younger sister, Noelle, steps up to save the day and bring him home in time for Christmas. And so... And it sounds like a terrible fun. Hallmark movie, but it looks mm-hmm. so good. Oh, it I sounds like a terrible movie right. all around. But I'm, look, know, I'm excited about it. I think, it, so. I think they're going to do it right. I don't know. I think it's going to be good. I'm also excited for the, we'll the Muppet, Muppets coming back in a short form yes. scripted series. I, I don't that know. Is, that, yeah, I have two left and that's a big one is Muppets. I feel like sure. Disney doesn't know what to do with the Muppets. And yeah, which makes I, me sad. I feel like if they were to pick out 15 or 20 or 10 super fans of the Muppets and I'm a big fan. Maybe I'm not, maybe I don't qualify as a super fan, but I'm a big fan of the Muppets have been all my yeah. life. I feel like we could we could all pull together and say this is this is what you should do with the Muppets, but I feel like they don't know what to do with them. They they ended the the great moments with uh, of history oh, with the Muppets, that breaks which is, my heart. You know, uh, Muppet oh, Vision 3D that. still going for how long we don't know, and I just like there is so much Muppet love out there that they can. I agree, and you, you know, look at the Muppets 2011 movie, and my dad, who is like a huge, huge, huge Muppets fan, the biggest one I know, and like my whole life, have, that's why I'm a Muppets fan. He hates movies. Like for the most part, he just can't sit long enough to watch them, but he loved and approved of that movie, I think because Jason Siegel is such a big fan. Mm-hmm. So there are people that can do it. And there was a Muppet project that was announced with Josh Gad yep. and the creators of Once Upon a Time and Kristen and what the heck is her name? Lopez. 
anyway, I forgot his name all of a sudden, but the people who write the music for Frozen, right, right. that is a good, I feel like Josh Gad's probably a Muppet fan and that would have been good, but I, that got canceled. So I don't know. I if just, I had to guess, and this is only my guess, just kind of thinking through the last 10 years of the Muppets, of course, they had the big Muppet movie in 2011, which you were right. It was spectacular. Amy Adams. Thank you. Um, <laughs> they even had the, the Muppets a few, uh, a movie a couple of years later, and I forget the which name of it. Which was fine. And Muppets most wanted. It was good. It was Tina good. Tina Fey yeah. was great. I love Tina Fey. She's wonderful, yes. even with her bad Russian accent. I think... I think Disney had took a step back when they put that Muppet show on television a couple of years ago. Yes. That was more of an adult Muppet Which show. Which I did not and it like. Wasn't, nobody liked it. It wasn't good because you're taking the Muppets that everybody loves. And I'm not saying that all the Muppets have to be the Muppet babies or something, but you know, you're taking the Muppets that everybody loves and changing their characters to something that they're quite not or something that people aren't yes. wanting to see from those Muppets. And it's you not can, as if they're not for adults. There's oh, no, plenty yeah, exactly. of innuendo in the originals mm -hmm. that's done so perfectly and so Muppetly, which yes. is not a word, but it is right. now. But they didn't do that. They just put the Muppets in Desperate Housewives or some sort of TV drama. They just stuck Muppets in it instead, which is not very thoughtful. Well, they thought they were good. being edgy and they were just being yeah. inappropriate. And Muppet yeah. edgy is okay and appropriate is not. And I think that is what's, I think Disney got scared from that. I think they step back from that and they're like, okay, well, we failed on this, so I don't know what to do now. And they're just but kind they of- But they knocked it out of the park with, with great moments in history in yeah, the parks. Yeah, they did. I and thought that was so good. I'm hoping it comes back. I don't know that it will. I don't know maybe they were going to retool it or maybe they'll do something else with it. And uh, The only, uh, and honestly, that would be worth building a small theater or a small area to do. And you could even it do would. a couple of shows you could a do day. do several of, shows, you know, yes. Um, because the only bad thing about that is the viewing area of that, of course, you know this, is in the hot Ugh. freaking sun. So if you're there in like and May blocks, or whatever. And blocks like one of the only paths that's decent exactly. two different areas. And maybe yeah, with, the fall, with the Christmas season coming up, maybe that's why they ended it because it was just blocking and they had – like it didn't work in that area. So I'm hoping that's it. I'm crossing my fingers. They'll do. They'll redo it and do it somewhere else. And people, because, I, I didn't know anybody that didn't like that show. No, and they brought Muppet Mobile Lab back to Epcot for mm -hmm. like a couple oh, of months. Oh, so great. Oh, so good. So I feel like they want to do something. I also don't know. You might have a better grasp on this, but um, when I was reading about Josh Gad's response to the canceling, or maybe even before it was canceled. Um, there was a lot of that language, different directions and the production company and this company. So I wonder if there's not just some weird tension with like the Henson company that, could be that they can't get on the same page, Disney and that. I don't know who's, who, if that's the case, I don't know if, you know, one's right or wrong or whatever, but like, it does just feel like Disney doesn't know what to do with the Muppets, right. but also all the parties involved can't decide what to do with the Muppets. Right. So, that, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't make total sense. I don't know what the, the ownership of the Muppets is from Disney. I don't know if they completely own them uh, outright or if it's a partnership with the Henson Company. I don't, we'll have to look, I'll have to look into that and, and maybe study that later on. But, well, uh, but yes. And there's also, did you see, is it called, it's not the world according to, because that's the Jeff Goldblum one, um, Earth to Ned? Yeah, Earth to Ned. Did you see anything about that? That's like a Henson project. That's like a, they're touting it as like a daily show or the soup, like a fake newsy, real news, whatever, mm -hmm. with some blue alien puppet named Ned. And I've seen that. I don't, I, like, I don't know a lot about it, but I've seen. So obviously there's not like a total disconnect between Henson and Disney. I don't know. It's weird why they can't get the Muppets right. Well, and I would think that Henson would definitely be all in on Disney because I know they did the Happy Time Murders last year. It was there, like Brian Henson directed it. And it is awful. It is yeah. horrible. It's very adult, very raunchy. You know, it's, it's humans and Muppets living in the same universe and a Muppet gets murdered. So you got Melissa McCarthy and this 
blue Muppet, I forget his name, and they go out and they solve the crime or whatever. And I saw probably part of it. It's horrid. So I don't know that they can rest on their own laurels and say, oh, we can make our own movies. Because no, you can't. Because <laughs> that was terrible. And the, the two movies we mentioned were good. They yeah. were really well done Muppet yep. movies. So I don't Yep. Know. It's just the right people in charge. So uh, anything else off the top of your head or on your list that you had that we can um, The only one I with? had that I could think of um, that I didn't say yet when I had an opportunity earlier and just forgot. Um, definitely. If I'm not, you know, there's The Mandalorian and things yes. people are really, really excited about. But again, I can't, like, I'm sure that's going to be excellent because everything Jon Favreau does is excellent, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But I'm more excited for the Obi-Wan series. That is one I will jump in on. That's going to be cool. Because it's not new. It's not new content. I mean, it is new content, but it's a character that we know and love. It's an actor that we know and love. It's like the Marvel shows in that I already have this connection. I already feel like I'm going to like it, even if that's not going to happen. Um, I already know this person's story to some extent. So um, I'm all in on that one for sure. I'm excited about that. And we've talked about the Mandalorian. It's It's the first ever live action Star Wars film, a Star Wars series. And it's got Pedro Pascal, who I think he was on maybe Game of Thrones or a series like that. I, could, I, don't, I don't know what series he was on. I know him from uh, the Kingsman sequel. He was the guy with the, with the lasso. Uh, so he did that. He was also in a movie with Matt Damon called The Great Wall, which looks terrible, but it wasn't as bad <laughs> as it actually looks. Um, that's how I know him. But I know he was on another series, and a, a thousand people are listening to, listening to the show going, no, he was in this. Hopefully yeah. a thousand people. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but he's a, he's a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy set after the fall of the empire and before the emergence of the first order. So it's set somewhere within the movies themselves. Uh, uh, you mentioned John Favreau, Dave Filoni, who does the star Wars clone wars. He's they're directing uh, Gina Carino, Carl Weathers, uh, Nick Nolte's all in this. And I think, and I'm hoping this is going to be the case, but I think they're going to set this up where if you've seen the movies, then you'll be able to jump into the Mandalorian. I'm yes. hoping they don't do it where you have to have seen all these other things to understand. And read the books. And, and no, maybe that's you have a better understanding well. of it, but you know, maybe it'll help you, you know, if you read a bunch of stuff, saw all the series, you'll be able to find a few Easter eggs and stuff. But that's, yeah, that's absolutely my understanding as well. I think, I don't know if it was Favreau in an interview or mm-hmm. something that we saw at Expo or something. I don't know, but I did get that same feeling that um, if you don't, if you haven't dug into everything, you will still enjoy it. You can, I think, I think what it was is he called it an entry point for new fans, um, right. which is great because Star Wars of all franchises, maybe Infinity War and Endgame Marvel got like this, but of all franchises, I feel like Star Wars is one that is just very overwhelming for new yes. people. Like it's yeah. hard to get in. Um, I have watched it since I was younger and I'm still not really in because I don't, you know, just, it's just such a big universe and if this is truly an entry point for people but also detailed enough for fans to enjoy that's cool i think that'd be a really neat a good line to walk all right so last question what is what do you think will be the first thing you're going to pull up besides brother bear 2 because we know that's coming up for you but um, oh for sure and home and home in the range obviously of course of course <laughs> um and, and camp rock 2 final jam um so <laughs> What's, uh, what, what, is, what do you think will be the first thing you're going to pull up and, and try to watch? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, my kids will dominate it first because that's just how life goes. But um, right, well, let, me, I, let, me, let me rephrase the question. <laughs> kids are in bed. You've got the uh-huh. remote. You're sitting on the couch. You're like, you know what? The day is done. The dishes are done. Everything is good. I'm going to relax for an hour and a half. I'm going to watch What's a movie. What's that like? What, exactly. <laughs> it's, it, you're, on the, you're living on the corner of paradise and utopia. But let's yes, just okay. say that happens. They're all asleep. Your husband's asleep. You're like, I got the remote. I'm going to watch something. You pull up Disney+. Plus. What are you going to go to first? Uh, that's, that's there on the first day. 
Yes, they're on so, the first day. Yeah. Uh, the Imagineering story, for sure. That's a, that's a good one. I, I was thinking that, and I, I may actually watch a Goofy movie first. That may be the yeah, first thing I do. Because, I've just seen it, you know, seven times this year, right. so it won't be my first. Because <laughs> I'll be working. I'll be here at my desk working, and I could just pull up my iPad and be like, you know what? I'm going to watch a Goofy movie today. And uh, it's, it's, it's insane how much stuff is actually going to be on um, yes. on Disney+. Plus. It's um, I'm trying to find the numbers here because it's like, 75 yeah, yeah. 7500 episodes of of series 500 films from from, from their library <laughs> within the first year uh captain marvel will be available to stream on the day of launch so we can see captain marvel again um you know everything will be on there just so much stuff uh to watch and you know like you said there is a three-hour video that gives of a tra- it's a trailer is it's a trailer <laughs> of gives gives like five seconds to each thing they're showing on launching on day one on disney plus and it takes three hours to do it. That's insane. Yeah. I wonder, um, I'm, I'm sure somebody, I want to know how many minutes, and maybe they can't do it until November 12th. I want to know mm-hmm. how many minutes of content there are. One of those, because I love those stats that like, you could watch this until you were 342 mm-hmm. and never get through all of it. You know, I don't know oh, yeah. that, but I, I would love to know how many years it would take you to get through the content if they didn't add anything, which they're going to just dump more and more in. Right. Almost well, immediately. If you ever decide you want to do another podcast, let me know, because my idea for a Disney Plus podcast is you start in the A's, and oh go my. through go through the top, just every movie, just start and all the way to the end, you know, as it's released and as the as the premiere, and just every episode's one or two movies that you've seen, which you have that kind of time because you don't have seven. Sure, kids, uh, yeah, you know, right. and I have well, that I kind don't, of time. But- <laughs> yeah, I have that kind of time because I don't have anything else going on. But you know, if right, we did, exactly. you know, I would call you and be like, "Hey, let's do a podcast. Let's start with uh, a goofy movie <laughs> or the Adventures of Ichabod, Mr. Toad, or yes. you know, or if you do numbers, we'd start with 101 Dalmatians." But I have a question for you yes, as a yes. Disney travel planner, MagicalDollar.com. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Um, see, I don't get paid for that even. Um, <laughs> I are you at all worried because when they first announced it, I mm-hmm. super was, are you at all worried that Disney IT is behind this? Behind and the, it might not work. Oh, you know what? I've thought <laughs> I about mean, that. I mean, because nothing works mm-hmm. in the Disney universe. This it's is mind boggling. I've me. had multiple people after watching D23 and hearing the reports of D23, multiple people reach out to me uh, and literally four or five people actually asked me this. Are you worried about Disney genie? Is that going to take away oh your travel planning? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm worried about I, it I am, in the sense that it's not going to work. You'll that's, be fine. that's what I'm saying. I'm You'll not worried fine. about my job because <laughs> no, my job will be even better. Because Disney Genie, <laughs> for those who don't know, is is supposed to like a travel planning app where you can do all your planning through it. Now it's like a my Disney Experience Plus kind of thing. I'm not worried at all because for those of you who've never heard me rant about it, either online or on on the podcast, Disney IT. The people there are wonderful. Every time I've talked to somebody, they're great. It is not the people. The systems themselves are terrible. The websites crash. Which is mind-boggling. When a promotion owns like half the world. When a a promotion releases on a Tuesday morning at 4 in the morning, the website crashes in the 30 minutes. It will take me – the last time we had a promotion, it took me three hours to do one one package for a client, Mm -hmm. and that was me trying over and over and over. Um, So – and Disney Vacation Club and my Disney experience, yeah. they're all completely different yes. systems and none of them work. Yeah, so <laughs> I am worried about the first day because I think this site will be very slow and will crash. I don't – I'm hoping that when D- Disney has seen the hype and maybe they're doing – when they're doing did the whole release thing where you could you could do your subscription early, I'm hoping they're kind of getting some numbers down to say, okay, yeah. we, we kind of see how many people are getting this, but – I think the first day is going to be going to be a dumpster fire. I think after that, I think they'll kind of adjust. But I imagine everybody will be jumping on that first day to see what's going on in Disney Plus. Absolutely. So, um, so I mean, I know, people, I know people that are subscribing that like 
actually are kind of averse to Disney World or averse to Disney movies. And they're like, mm-hmm. but there's so much stuff on it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So yeah, this it's going to be a success, I think, for them. It is. It, the only sad thing I have about it, though, is I do kind of miss the Disney vault. I'm a yeah. traditionalist, and there is that whole sense of um, when a movie comes out, it's only out for like you know, three months, and then it goes into the vault for like seven or eight years. And when I worked at the Disney store back in the back in the 2000s, um, you know, that was kind of the Disney vault was kind of still the thing. And you know, Cinderella was released, or uh, Lady of the Tramp was released, and it was like we would get the copies of it, and then three months later, we'd have to send them all back because they went back into the vault. Wow, I mean, I, I became, guess I believe that, but I never and, thought of it. And I studied enough to to know when it was coming out, and I was like, oh yeah, Lady of the Tramp's been, you know, it's been it's been in the vault for seven years now. It's due any time now. Or, sorry, Lion King just went in the vault last year. I'm sorry you See, missed it. See, I hated so. that because it, as I was, I think they were starting the, like, the first DVDs. So that would have been the, not the platinum or the diamond because that came later. But, like, when they started putting them on DVDs and that was also rolled out in the vault, I had disposable income and I would want a movie and you couldn't get it. Right. Like, and that, that was really really frustrating for me. And, and also there, the internet was not nearly as big a deal. I didn't have advanced notice what was going to come out. They're just, I cannot tell you how many times I would be like, I really love to watch the little mermaid in 11 years. And that's infuriating <laughs> to me. I right. hated that so much because I wasn't good at it. If you're probably like Disney planning, if you're good at it or you have a good planner, like it's really enjoyable and you're tripping. But if you're not, it's, absolutely infuriating well, and there were there will be families that would come in and let's say little mermaid would have just gone into the vault well their daughter is like two by the time the mermaid comes back out of the vault the daughter will be you know 10 and they'll and know she wants to watch now it now yeah. starting to go out of princesses into nail polish and other things and whatever she doesn't care about princesses anymore and so and i've had families come in and do that and they're like you know my daughter missed the entire aerial experience and i'm like well you should yeah <laughs> and so, I know, but this, um, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't and, love that at well, all. Well, and, and my, my outlying theory about why Disney Plus even exists is because they ran out of, of jewels. Um, they yes. ran out of materials because <laughs> we had the gold collection, the silver collection, the platinum collection, the, the whatever signature collection. There's definitely a diamond as well. Once diamond you collection. Platinum and diamond. Platinum I mean, and diamond, you've, you've, you've capped yourself. They out. don't know what else, like the titanium collection. I mean, there's Vibranium. That's what they should have done. Oh, that would have been awesome. The Marvel, collect, the Marvel collection, the vibranium collection with all the special yes. bells and whistles. Every, every movie's a three-disc set. I would, I would probably invest in some of those. But I uh, will take that's my probably, check when they come out with that. That's probably why they, they went to Disney Plus because they're like, we're out of materials. We have to go to yes, something I else. Agree. So, yeah. That makes sense to me. Jennifer, this has been fun. I have really enjoyed this conversation. This has me been too. great. I'm so excited. So, um, so let's just say people wanted to come find you online because I know you do a lot of writing. You do a lot of Carnegie Hall performances and such. <laughs> a lot. A lot besides, of one. Besides yes. Besides that one or two. Yes. Um, <laughs> where you were kind of in the back of the stage. But, um, but uh, where can people find you on, on the line if they wanted to get you on the interwebs? Um, well, it's still probably Twitter or Instagram. Instagram is my full name, Jennifer Kaufman, which may be in the show notes. I don't know. I'm not in charge. Um, Twitter, JN Kaufman. I do write some, but, um, it's kind of all over the place right now because I homeschool three children, which is not seven, but it's still a lot to homeschool. So. <laughs> that is a lot of children. That's a lot of children. It is a lot of children. But I, but I love seeing the pictures online. You, you, you and, and all the adventures with the Kaufman kids and, of course, the husband, Dude Kaufman, which is a lot yes. of fun, too. So, Jennifer, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was great fun. 
Thank you so much, Jennifer Kaufman. That was fantastic. I love having her on the show. She's just a great conversationalist. She's a lot of fun. Great mom, um, you know, and she's a lot. Of, she's a really good writer too, by the way. So go on Twitter and find her there, Jan Kaufman. You can find some of her writings. It'll take her to her website, and uh, she's she's written about a lot of Disney stuff here and there, and you know, uh, just kind of explore that, kind of explore her writings and things, and get to know her online because she's she's pretty fantastic. She's also a big hockey and a soccer fan. So if you're out there and you are a Disney fan. And you're thinking, I wish there were more Disney fans who were hockey and soccer fans too. Kaufman is right up your alley. My name is David Dollar. This has been the Magical Day Dollar Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Again, share the show. I'd love it. Go on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you can rate and review the show. Um, you know, give us, give us a good rating. Give us a good review. That's how the show grows. Guys, have a great week. And we will see you back here next week on the Magical Day Dollar Podcast. Don't forget, thank a Phoenician. Thanks for listening. Continue the conversation by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic on a Dollar, Facebook at Disney on a Dollar, and of course, magiconadollar.com. See you real soon.